What is it like to age well in the Garden State, where nearly a quarter of residents are over 60 years old? Are you one of them? Join New Jersey Advocates for Aging Well to discuss the ups and downs of aging in New Jersey. In this podcast series, we tap into our network of leading experts to provide a fresh look into the key issues affecting the state's older population and their families, including finances, housing, health, and security. Each half-hour episode details professional insight into how you can maximize the joy, minimize the challenges, and capitalize on the opportunities that aging in the Garden State offers. A 2018 study by Dr. Jack Rowe at Columbia University's Mailman School of Public Health found that volunteering is good for the brain and the body. People who began volunteering just a little had a 34% decrease in disability, and volunteering after the age of 65 was as beneficial to one's health as stopping smoking. Join us to learn about the power of volunteering. Hello, I'm Kathy Rowe, Executive Director of New Jersey Advocates for Aging Well. Today, we're gonna to talk about the two sides of volunteering, how you can help others by giving your time and your talents, and also how you help yourself when you're volunteering. We have three guests who represent very different volunteer opportunities and needs. Joyce Campbell, the CEO of the Trenton Area Soup Kitchen, Lynn Toy, Executive Director of New Jersey Arts and Culture Renewal Fund, and Julie Galanti from the New Jersey YMCA Alliance. Welcome and thank you all for joining us today. So let's start by tell us a little bit about your organizations and the type of work that you need volunteers for. You want to start us, Joyce? Sure, I'm happy to. As I said, I'm Joyce Campbell from TASC or Trenton Area Soup Kitchen. Uh, we've been around over 40 years. Our primary goal is to feed people, feed first, mm -hmm. um, no questions asked. Um, but we deliver food to over 35 sites uh, throughout Mercer County and over into Morrisville, Pennsylvania. Oh. Um, and we also provide a wide range of other services for folks, case mm -hmm. management, job development, adult education. So we have a wide variety of volunteer opportunities. Uh, the one that most folks choose is to help serve our meal at Escher Street. Okay. And uh, so we use quite a few volunteers there, which we could not do our food service without. But we also have a lot of other opportunities. We have folks can sit on board committees, uh, tutoring, um, mentoring. So there are a lot of opportunities with the wide range of services we have. Oh, great, great to hear. And Julie, how about the why? So yeah, my name is Julie Galanti. I'm with the New Jersey Y Alliance, and there's 30 independent Ys in New Jersey. And so we use volunteers in all aspects, in all locations. So it could be a special event, it could be more episodic. You come in and you help out with special event, Healthy Kids Day. It could be in preschool programs. Mm -hmm. It could be um, gathering seniors to work on projects. It could be serving on a committee or working on an event. So the, uh, the Y is really steeped in depending upon volunteers. Great. And Lynn, you've been on our show before. You I am, and I'm thrilled to be back. I am Lynn Toy, the Executive Director of the New Jersey Arts and Culture Renewal Fund. We provide support, grants, and resources for the smaller arts, arts education, mm -hmm. and history organizations across the state, many of whom have very little staff, right. maybe yeah. between one and three staff members. Right. So I'm going to share today how critical it is that volunteers be a part of their work. Okay. So one of the things that I want to talk about is I, I want to dispel this idea that senior citizens and older adults are on the receiving end, that they, they need help. And I want to replace it with 
talking about how they can give help and they can give their time and their talents. Um, so can you talk a little bit about the specific work of, of older volunteers and, and the, the niche that they can fill at your organizations? Yeah, certainly, you know, older volunteers, particularly folks who are retired, are extremely helpful because our biggest meal of the day is served in the middle of the day. Okay. So it's really difficult for people who are working to be able to be there. Right. That's one thing, clearly. I think there also is, particularly like in the one-on-one, -on -one, either delivering a meal to a table or one-on-one -on -one if somebody's tutoring, I think there comes with, you know, age some wisdom and things that, that can be shared that really right. benefit the people that we serve. Right. Um, so meal service is definitely one. And we've had a lot of folks who come in who've retired from the careers who help by tutoring people, uh, mentoring them, you know, a variety of things, serving on committees. So there's mm -hmm. just so much knowledge and life experience there. Yeah. Um, that really contributes to everybody in the organization, staff, and the people we serve. Yeah. Do you find that similar in your organizations too? Absolutely. So the Y does so many programs, so helping in coaching and youth sports and swimming, um, having seniors help with serving on committees or boards, yeah. um, helping with planning and thinking about what community needs. Um, and we also have a program called Togetherhood, which um, helps groups of volunteers who want to make a difference in the community. Yeah. yeah and I want to touch on something you said earlier about okay. the benefits and what's in it in terms of health mm -hmm. and the benefits for the volunteer. Um, there's an epidemic of social isolation. In there is. There is. And that is especially apparent with older adults mm -hmm. or retirees who no longer have the structure or community setting right. that a work or a job might have provided. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to talk about some specific ways in which participating in volunteerism in the arts and culture sector is really a part of building community mm -hmm. and becoming a part of something where it's relieving some of that social isolation. Right. That's a really interesting point, you know, to talk about isolation and building community because at task, that's absolutely what we do for the people that we serve. I mean, coming in to sit down for a meal, the people we <coughs> serve can be isolated as well as we see folks who come in and volunteer have been isolated right, as well. Right. So together they're making a, a, a sense of community and it really gives a sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I think at the Y, I know there's a lot of senior members where their only interaction with people is when they come to the Y to talk with people or work out. But mm -hmm. that, that connection of belonging to something and being right. able to contribute yeah. right. um, is really invaluable. Right. And I think when you said um, sense of community and fighting isolation, it's also mm -hmm. a sense of purpose. I mean, when, Absolutely. you know, when people are working, your purpose, you get up, you have your routine, you have your social contacts at work, you have your friends at work. And when you retire, it's hard to find that purpose. It's not just it filling your days. Um, it's, it's what are you going to do? And mm -hmm. people have so much experience to share that, um, right, that would probably cost all of your organizations and the ones that you represent mm -hmm. would cost them quite a bit. So how important are the volunteer hours and contributions um, like can you put a price on it or how many at your organizations how many staff members would you do to need so to make I'll up give for you that? an yeah. example in the arts and culture sector um, let's talk about museums for example right who have been struggling since they reopened to make ends meet with their budget <coughs> many museum settings have not rebuilt their staff to the level that they were at before still okay and 
in the period immediately following COVID, many seniors were especially afraid right. to come mm -hmm. back into right, yes. those environments yep. and resume their volunteering. So it could be the equivalent of one to two full-time individuals. Right. But another benefit about being in a museum setting is that they do provide extensive training. For example, a docent program. Oh, interesting. And so yeah. beyond yeah. just giving folks a feeling of purpose, it can be a learning opportunity. Okay. Um, the Montclair Art Museum, the Morris Museum are examples of places that provide extensive training mm -hmm. so that the volunteers <coughs> can guide tours and while they are learning so that they can give the tours, they are also getting a whole new wealth of information okay. for themselves. Wow. That's really important. It's a new learning opportunity. I, mean, I don't think we stop learning at any age. Right. Exactly. Um, right. And it makes the volunteer experience more, more meaningful and more important, I think. Well, there's some key ingredients, I think, for a good volunteer opportunity, which I'm yes. sure both of you know. Mm -hmm. um, it can make people feel very stressed if they show up to volunteer mm -hmm. and they don't know what they're supposed to do. Right. This is especially true if it's a large event and you come and you show up and you're standing around, you don't really have any structure. But I think the most successful volunteer opportunities are those where there could be a dedicated staff member at mm -hmm. the organization or an intake process where there's an mm -hmm. orientation, mm -hmm. there is scheduling, there's clarity around the role, and the person gets to feel like they are fulfilling yeah. um, what's expected. Right. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, there's so many volunteers that do amazing work. So during COVID, we had so many senior mm -hmm. volunteers who actually were helping with the distribution of food, connecting with people, and sort of helping them sort of figure things out. Um, you know, in coaching, we always need, you know, volunteers to help with coaching. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's them being a role model and having the lived experience and being able to sharing okay. that with groups that maybe don't have that exposure mm -hmm. and connecting um, with coming from different perspectives in right. order to sort of share their benefit and share their perspective with um, you know the, the people at the Y. So it's right. amazing. Yeah, Kathy asked about you know the value and <clears throat> it's something I look at a lot the mm -hmm. value <clears throat> because uh, right now, um, as of today, this year, we've had over 20,000 hours of volunteer time contributed wow. to task. And independent sector does a study every year where they tell you the value mm -hmm. uh, of a volunteer hour so that we've had over $700,000 worth of time contributed to us. Wow, that's and there's incredible. absolutely no way we could hire for those positions. Again, like one of the main opportunities is we use about 20 people for our lunch service Monday mm -hmm. through Friday. If I had to hire 20 people for two and a half hours to work five <laughs> days a week, I don't think that I could do that. Right. Um, and again, I also think, too, there's, there's the richness on both sides of people meeting other people mm -hmm. that just adds so much value. In fact, one of Task's values is that we provide the opportunity to serve. Mm -hmm. And that's an important piece is that having volunteers right. and people have the opportunity to serve is really critical. So let's talk a little bit about the serving and, and that, that other side of volunteering. So it's not just what you're doing, but what do volunteers get back out of it? And what do you see from people who are engaged, um, the, the benefits for them giving their time and skills? Well, selfishly, <laughs> I feel that um, being able to volunteer in a theater setting 
mm. where you are there as an usher, a ticket taker, uh -huh. a mm -hmm. guide, or a greeter means that you get to see a show mm -hmm. at no cost. That is my plan, actually, when I, I, I retire. I like that one. I That's like that. a good, good idea. One. <laughs> and so from the very large organizations <clears throat> like New Jersey Performing Arts Center in Newark, NJPAC has a tremendously elaborate volunteer program, oh, okay. and they could not run without it. Wow. But when we kind of translate what that looks like for a small theater, like a Crossroads Theater mm -hmm. in New Brunswick, or Passage Theater in the Trenton area, they critically need people to assist with those kinds of roles, mm -hmm. and the benefit of being able to see a performance is still there. All right. You know, it's interesting because it makes me think about the fact that, you know, I did a volunteer experience once myself that was totally not related to my job. I was a docent at a, at a large mansion, and it was just great. And it makes me think about, you know, going into retirement and having the opportunity to do things that are different, learn yeah. some different things. On the other hand, organizations benefit from folks who have had experience. We have a retired um, gentleman who worked at Educational Testing Service on one oh. of our committees that has helped us with our surveying and looking mm. at our data. Right. Um, you know, so either staying, bringing that knowledge forward and continuing to use it, or we've had other folks have a uh, you know board member who was a corporate attorney mm -hmm. uh, who her favorite volunteer job is helping people at the trash bin and empty their plate because mm -hmm. she gets to communicate people there and it's not anything like she did before oh. so <laughs> it's kind of those both sides of it yeah I think another important part is that the uh, the seniors find a passion what they're interested in doing whether mm -hmm. it's something that they're comfortable doing that they've done before mm -hmm. or something that's totally new and okay. different right so um, you know we do a backpack program and so people donate you know supplies for kids who need backpacks for school right. or help again with the distribution of food or work with teenagers in our youth and government program or do sports programs just to model what it's like to kick a softball or to play basketball or learn how to play together um, but it, I think that the, the value of the, the senior is that they are able to give something and share something yeah. that they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. And everybody's at a different place, whether they're comfortable. It's a new yeah. thing. They want to try something new. Yeah. Or they just yeah. want to do. I somebody who used to volunteer in our finance committee, and they loved mm -hmm. reviewing all the audits and information. And he provided such you know, great feedback, and mm -hmm. that was the only thing that he wanted to do. So I think it's oh, important great. to match it with yep. the interest of the of the senior. But yep. I think every senior should volunteer and be engaged in doing something and getting out of their house. Okay. Out of their house is a great point <laughs> that, that yeah. I want to um, build on because some of these opportunities give people a chance to be outside. Mm -hmm. True, yeah. We support organizations also in the history community and mm -hmm. many of our historic sites um, are run on extremely thin budgets and mm -hmm. some are completely volunteer run. So volunteering at a historic house, a museum and garden such as Morvin um, Museum and Gardens in the Princeton area, Peters Valley School of Craft, which is a vast mm -hmm. campus, or a place like uh, Grounds for Sculpture, which is located yeah. in Hamilton. All of those offer opportunities to be outdoors, mm, okay. to mm -hmm. see this beauty, and to be immersed in an environment where you're meeting people as well. No, great points. So let's talk about you know how to volunteer. And there's you know there's two ways you can sign up for something that already is set up, and you bring your skills to that, or you can set up something new if there's an idea or something you've always been passionate about. Um, so you. 
Julie, you told me that the Y has the Togetherhood program. Yeah, that so it's, a, it's that. a program that's run by volunteers, and they pick a passion, whether it's raking the leaves out of a community or picking, getting clothes donated for a coat drive mm -hmm. or um, distributing food, but it's really volunteer-run and managed, okay. and it's been really successful, and it's in most of the 30 Ys in New Jersey. So all somebody would need to do is just go to the Y and say, okay. I want to volunteer and participate in Togetherhood, or say, I have a great idea for Togetherhood, and then launch it themselves. So okay. you can you can do one. You can be the leader or you can be part of the group. Okay. And do you see, um, do you have people coming to you and say, I have this idea? Um, Absolutely, all the time. In fact, one of the things that makes me think about, too, is, you know, we're talking about, you know, seniors getting out of their homes. Right. We also have <clears throat> a lot of uh, facilities where people live, either continuing care communities or assisted living, oh. that are looking for opportunities for the residents to do something to oh, give okay. back. Um, we've had beautiful uh, knit and crochet hats and scarves for the winter. Uh, coming from some, you know, residential senior communities. So um, people come with those ideas, just a variety of ideas. We have, um, actually we have a Girl Scout troops now who do birthday cakes, but we could take other groups or other people to do birthday cakes. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing when someone who really doesn't have anybody around them has, gets to choose a birthday cake and have wow. it for their birthday and have it announced in the dining room. Oh, that's special. That's really yeah, neat. yeah. So we try to listen to all ideas and see how we can fit them with what we do. Oh, yes. mm -hmm. Well, I know you focus on the idea of you know aging well in the yes. state of mm -hmm. New Jersey. And the idea of inclusion for seniors not to feel like this is the senior citizen volunteer yeah, committee. Exactly, yeah. right, right. That you are part of a, yeah. a larger group. Right. Um, is especially important for some of the large events, large annual events that we see in the arts and culture sector. Okay. And I urge everyone listening to think about this maybe as something that might be a New Year's resolution. Okay. To be intentional, to say, okay, let me see how I can connect myself mm -hmm. with a new opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, when I think about some of these seasonal opportunities, annually, Jazz House Kids does a very large jazz festival. It's the largest mm -hmm. free jazz festival in the tri-state area. They need hundreds of volunteers oh, in order wow. to keep that at no cost. Uh, Riverview Jazz is also another free festival that happens in the Jersey City area. Mm -hmm. And not only do they have a festival, but they have several other events in the community. And Newark Arts also has a very large Newark Arts Festival that mm -hmm. happens in the early fall. Um, many of these organizations start recruiting for volunteers um, months before they need to have the activity so they can determine roles and get people scheduled yeah. up. But in each of those cases, I would say over 200 volunteers are needed wow. to pull off right. these events. That's, I think, a really good point because I think people in their community, they can participate in these events and might not think of how it gets done. You know, might think that there's a big staff behind it, but maybe when people enjoy an event like the annual music festival or the, the Thanksgiving dinner for um, a community, that or the, the Y has, I know a lot of the Ys have 5K runs as right. fundraisers, right. to look at what you've enjoyed or what you've seen, and that could be a good starting place to volunteer. Because, yeah, there's not a staff of thousands making these happen. It's volunteers behind, yeah, behind I, the scenes. And I think they'd be welcome in all three of our agencies, yeah. right? Yeah. I think it's about just taking the step 
and being mm -hmm. brave and, and feeling welcome and coming to the organization and say, I want to contribute, I want to volunteer. Yeah. And I know that they'll be grabbed up, <laughs> scooped up really quickly. <laughs> Speaking of the how-to, yeah. um, something that can be a barrier for seniors, I know some people, even myself, I get impatient with it, is um, they'd like to be able to call and say, hi, I'd like to volunteer, let mm. me know what I can yes. do. And many organizations, I don't know about yours, um, will require that you sign in and register for the first time mm -hmm. through a portal. And that alone can make people say, oh, I'm not doing it. You know, to sign up and then yeah. to put your skill set in and then right. to say when you're available. But if that feels like a barrier, I would recommend that they reach out yes. to the organization mm -hmm. and ask for help so mm. that they can register and be in the database for the first time. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. a good yeah, point. That's an excellent um, yeah. point. Really. You know, Montclair Film Festival, for example, they've got a whole thing called Shift Board, and you need to sign up and put all your information <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. You know, you do that once, and then you're on the email right, list, right. and they'll tell you when they need someone. Getting into Shift Board can feel like a mountain. <laughs> no, I think it's really important to know that because, yeah, that that's sort of the thing, you know, because maybe we don't have so much staff t to handle it. We It's easiest to tell people just to go online. Right, right. But absolutely not. If somebody calls and says, you know, that's too difficult for me or, or whatever, mm -hmm. but I want to volunteer, mm -hmm. it's definitely on us to take the person through that. And, you know, if we want information and that, yeah. we need to welcome to that. To help with the intake. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the message is do not be discouraged by the intake right. or if it's yep. a form online you can't do, don't be discouraged. Yep keep going, call, maybe get a live person, or even come by the office. Absolutely. Absolutely. In person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I want to um, talk a little bit about, you know, the holiday seasons coming up. Um, we're recording this in December, and it, it can be a very difficult time for some people. You know, they might be far from family. They may have experienced loss in the last year or years, lose, losing family and friends. Um, you know, there are a lot of people that move out of New Jersey to a warmer climate. Um, so there are people who can be struggling with loneliness at this time of year. Um, how do you think volunteering can help? You know, we talked a little bit about building community, but what are some of the more specific things that you see that helps? I just think about sort of the experience, at least in, in our dining room in Trenton. And we do have a staff person who's a lovely welcomer, greeter, get everybody mm. set up for the jobs that they're gonna do. And when sometimes I just look and I see the group of people that are there, you know, it's really a, a diversity of folks. And yeah. I just think even just coming into that and being welcomed to that has to make a difference for folks. Mm -hmm. And I know it does. I mean, I know a lot of the individual folks that come and they can be younger folks, um, you know, who we have a few younger folks who maybe, you know, they're not really out working or whatever, but to come in and to have a purpose and yeah. learn from other folks who are volunteering, it's just that, that diversity, I think, is really, really helpful, okay. too. Yeah, I would say to add to that is we're social human beings, right? Yeah. So we need contact. And, yeah. you know, sometimes somebody may, um, they may need to just talk to somebody or go into a facility they may they might not even be ready to volunteer yet right, right? okay maybe mm -hmm. just going and maybe getting a meal or going to a museum or coming into a y is what they can do right now mm -hmm. but it's really important to get out of your environment especially if you're living alone and interact with people right yeah. right because you need to connect with people that really is so important there was a woman i wanted to do a story on at a y so i said oh what do you do she goes 
this is the only people I talk to are, are at the Y, the front desk oh, woman wow. and my exercise person. So, you know, that was really eye-opening for me. Right. So, you know, we, we actually got her to volunteer. Good. It took her a while because you have to take people from where they are. Mm -hmm. But it, the, 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 the feeling welcoming and safe and that we want you here mm -hmm. is just really important, mat no matter what kind of volunteering you do, because it really will help reduce the isolation yeah. and the loneliness. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, you know, when you have a group of people, whether it's just to eat a meal with or just to talk about the news or the weather, you, you do need that, that human interaction. Yeah. It really is essential to well-being. Yeah, and and some people have family that's far away, right? And they need to um, create a chosen family mm -hmm. where they mm -hmm. are. And I would say for anyone that has loved ones at a distance that want to help, you know, an, an aging parent or aging family member, that maybe they could help remotely. You know, they might be the person to be able to go online. True. Go on the websites, right. do the research, do the registration. Okay, right. And um, to be able to point, you know, the person into that direction. When people are lonely and feeling a little depressed, sometimes they really don't have the energy to say, let me try to figure this right. out. Yeah. But the benefits are there waiting. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And one of the benefits that I, you all kind of touched on is, you know, Volunteering is intergenerational, yes. um, and you know we, we talk about that a lot. The importance of mixing the ages together, mm. but it naturally is, especially at the Y or the arts or in the soup kitchen. Anybody at any age, the clientele, the other people there are all ages, mm -hmm. and that is a really good way to connect the generations. It so really is yeah. because um, in our state, as in many other states. Um, many high schools mm -hmm. have a mandate yes. for mm -hmm. young people to yep. satisfy a certain number of volunteer hours. You're both nodding because yep. uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> but there are times when you know you need to fill a shift with a high schooler and then someone who's got a little more maturity, a little yep. more right. experience. Mm -hmm. right. And so during the course of a four-hour shift, you have people that get to know each other, mm -hmm. that get to have these conversations, and that get to build this common ground right. by sharing. Yeah. The commonality, that's the yeah. word I was thinking about before, right. because they're building com commonality with other volunteers, mm -hmm. and then you're also building commonality if it's in a situation, like at the soup kitchen, where there's people to be served or in having those interactions. And one of the, the biggest things I always hear from our volunteers is when they go to serve a meal, they bring the meal in a, a you know, tray to the mm -hmm. table that someone will, you know, will say to them, thank you and God bless you. And they're like, well, why God bless me? God bless you, you know, here. <laughs> just that sort of that interaction and that mm -hmm. really the, like that commonality. And, and that is just so great to get out of isolation, just to yeah. feel that human yeah. connection. Yeah. So. Okay. You know, something else that's fun, and I'm not sure if either of your organizations do it, but many organizations that have a huge event at the culmination, they'll have a volunteer appreciation party. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's not why people do it, right. but the mm -hmm. idea of um, being recognized and appreciated mm -hmm. yeah. for what yes, you do absolutely. and being yeah. a part of a community. You get your T-shirt, you, mm -hmm. you have something else on the <laughs> right, calendar. Right. Um, there's a lot of celebration and relief mm -hmm. on the part of an organization mm -hmm. that's true. when you say we pulled it off. Um, I'll, I'll use the example again of the Montclair Film Festival that has hundreds of shifts and you know dozens and dozens of films so not only do you get to watch a bunch of movies mm -hmm. um, but you also get to be a part of some of the yeah. events surrounding it. That's great. I love yeah. that. It's yeah. wonderful. So um, we talked about you know people can look in their community for volunteer opportunities but then what about getting out of the community seeing something new or a new part of the state? What do you suggest for that? 
Well, I have the pleasure of uh, supporting organizations throughout the entire state of New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And there's a big difference between opportunities that are available way down in South Jersey, down by the shore, right. versus in some of the urban areas that are right. Right on the other side of New York. So I recommend um, to take a look at a community or a place that you perhaps wanted to explore. Mm -hmm. And maybe you go all the way down to the shore to the Exit Zero Jazz Festival. Or maybe you travel out to the western part of New Jersey to yeah. a state park or historic site. Um, the Idea Center for the Arts, for example, which is down in Camden County, okay. they have a number of different youth and arts education programs, okay. um, as does Camden Repertory Theater. Those are places that might take you farther from home, mm -hmm. but you might discover a whole new part of the state. Mm -hmm. Okay, so don't be limited to your own neighborhood. So I'm going to ask everybody, I think Lynn threw down the challenge with New Year's, make a resolution to get out and get involved and volunteer. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I really liked what you said about, you know, it might be the skills that you have that you've used at work, but it also could be something totally, totally different, different that you might not want to do anymore and, and do the things that you're passionate about and you always wanted to try. Absolutely. So thank you for the three of you for coming today. This Thanks has been really insightful us. and um, I wish there was a way we could track to see how many volunteers signed up. Let me know if you see an increase in your organizations. We'll do. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks you for joining us. Much. I want to thank our guests for joining us today. I want to thank our viewers and listeners at home. To watch this and other episodes of Aging Insights, check your local listings or go to our website, njaaw.org. Aging Insights is also available on your favorite podcast app, and it's brought to you by our supporters, funders, and viewers like you. Visit our website for listings of services and information specifically for New Jersey's older adults. 